this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. Welcome to the Super Best Friends Video Game Sleepover Uncharted 4 Spoiler Cast. This is your huge and obvious warning right up front. Uh, this will be nothing but spoilers for the Uncharted series in general, but especially for Uncharted 4. So if you haven't played it, pause this podcast now, go play Uncharted 4, come back, we'll wait right here. Okay, we're waiting. <laughs> yeah. While we're waiting, I'm just going to go, you've probably all the Uncharted's. Because I'm, I'm probably going to reference from, from those those games, too. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, we're back. And hopefully okay, you have played back. all the Uncharted's, or you have bypassed us all together. Uh, anyway, I'm one of your hosts, Adam Redding. Joining me is Mike, the Platinum Pirate Lopez. <laughs> oh, yes. This is a theme I'm, I'm enjoying very much. <laughs> so, and David Jolly Roger Tate. Oh, my. Yes. I, I did not know we were doing nicknames for this, or I would have <laughs> come up with one for you, Adam Jolly Man. Ready. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. Solid Thanks. gold. So <laughs> original. <laughs> so today for this very special spoiler cast of Uncharted 4, we're going to touch at least briefly on each chapter of the game and discuss some of them in depth, story points, plot twists, and character relationships that make this game, I would say most of our audience's favorite Uncharted game. Yeah, according but, to that poll. According to the poll. That's science. But first, but first hmm? the tweets. Oh, okay. okay. Yes. We got I, I was a, not sure where... You, I thought maybe you were going to ask us what we were playing, and I was like, it's oh, our, wait, this is a, <laughs> a mini-sode? Yeah. What are you playing? Uncharted 4. Okay. Good. <laughs> <laughs> so, the tweets, we have uh, we have two Uncharted-y tweets. Um, one from our buddy John, who says, What were your thoughts on adding Sam into the mix when there was no mention of a brother in the other games? They did a good job of explaining that it was hard for Nate to think about, but I just wanted to know your thoughts on this. Also, whatever happened to Nadine Ross? She just disappeared, and that was it. Hmm. I, what do you guys think? Not Those sure. Those are very I good understand questions. the second question as much. I I kind of understand it. I mean, uh, the second question. I don't fully. Okay, so I I need to preface this. It has been a Toad's Age since I played Uncharted Four <laughs> at this point. I don't uh, know the numerical value for that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let me, let me I have no point of reference. I think a Toad's Age is like three Fortnites. I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> Look it up. Well, hey, let me explain that really quickly. Uh, I was playing uh, Overwatch with some some friends. No, no, no. This is the Uncharted Four. Oh, no, I'm, just, I'm just telling you really quick. <laughs> and I had had two margaritas, and we were playing against a guy named Toad Sage, like one one two nine three. And uh, you know, I decided no, it's not Toad's. It's not Toad Sage. It's Toad's Age. Like I haven't. <laughs> played that in a toad's age so <laughs> i like it i, I think it it's gonna very catch on. Yeah. yeah it sounded it sounded like something a hobbit would say yeah so yeah. it's been about a toad's age since i've played uncharted 4 <laughs> three three fortnights yeah and <laughs> so i don't fully remember i i kind of remember her saying something like all right i'm gonna i'm just gonna leave with this little treasure i have because this is too dangerous or something like that sort okay. of yeah so and let, me, the, let me walk it backwards because i should finish yeah, the game like a week ago so okay. 
she's ready. She's out. She's done. She's got a little bit of treasure. She's she's good to go. Mm-hmm. But she gets she gets forced back in. She wants no part of it. Right. So once you're but Rafe, Rafe wants her. He he's like roping her back in. He's yeah. got her men to turn on her. Um, he's bought their loyalty basically, and they're holding her at gunpoint. They're like, you know, we're gonna finish this together. Yeah. And I really don't know why he's doing that. Maybe he just feels like he needs the backup still. Could be. He doesn't want to go in there by himself. Also, and have I to think face he's got drakes. a little bit of that. Um, what is it called? Like where, where you you just want to be in control of everyone. You know, Type and a. he's, he's yeah, probably a, baby. also got a bit of that abandonment complex. Oh mm. yeah, mm-hmm. that's good. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. yes. So quite good. Um, but yeah, so that's the the Nadine thing. Yeah, she she's got a bunch of treasure. He ropes her back in, then she turns on him. We'll get to that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she turns on him at the very end, um, and leaves him to burn basically. And she's got millions in gold, and she's just out of there. Yeah. And and I think I think maybe John's point here is that we don't see any kind of resolution for her after the fact like she takes off basically her company her her mercenary company shoreline is is destroyed um because all her dudes have been killed mm-hmm. by drakes and um yeah and then basically she's maybe she goes off and starts rebuilding but we don't know we don't, we never see that i see mm-hmm. okay but so yeah it's uh, they left it to the imagination i think yeah maybe um, they left it open for her own spin-off because actually, she was kind of a cool character. Yeah, I, I liked her. I liked her, and she she was kicking all kinds of buns. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she really was. All the buns, male she buns. Kicked, she kicked at one point four <laughs> buns at the same time. <laughs> all now, Drake wait, now, buns. Now, when you say four buns, is is a single butt two buns? Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Okay, that's okay. science. No, that's one just looks, science. no one looks at someone's <laughs> bottom and says, "Oh, look at that bun." <laughs> 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 a minimum of two buns. It's a minimum. Okay. I mean, unless there's been some kind of unfortunate. Every accident, bottom has a two bun minimum. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, but for his first question, adding Sam into the mix, what did you guys think of, of how they handled it? I was going to mention that is the only thing about the game, story wise, that really bugs me. Um, mm, okay. I I think they did a pretty good job of sort of explaining why Nate wouldn't want to talk about it. You know. But I mean, at one point he, Nathan Drake says, uh, I've got to tell Elena about you. Like, like he's never even told her that he had a brother. Like they're married, you know, like mm-hmm. that's yeah, but weird. I, I feel like thematically that, that holds up pretty well. There's, there's a few chapters there where, where they really dig into kind of Nate's psyche and he talks about how much even still he holds back from her. Yeah. I, I don't know. think that's fair. I think it's fair. I actually thought they did a really good job. I thought that Sam was going to feel kind of shoehorned in. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was a concern of mine. But as I was playing through, I thought they just, with all the backstory stuff they did, and um, I mean, because there, there are probably four, maybe five different chapters in the game that are backstory stuff. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know? So um, with that being the case, it really made Sam feel like a part of the, the overall story, even if he had been absent for, you know, 15 years or whatever. So, um, but yeah, I thought it was great. So um, Mike, what did Nick, you think? I don't think Mike said anything. Yeah. Mike answered. No, oh, I'm, I'm in agreement with what Adam said. Okay. Yeah, it was good. And, uh, I, and I feel like, of course you're going to choose. If you got to choose somebody to come in, you got to choose that Troy Baker. <laughs> true <laughs> you bring in troy i don't understand how troy baker consistently doesn't seem like troy baker in any of his <laughs> characters that good. he plays it's crazy yes. 
some of the games, I mean, he is quite the thespian. Yeah. Um, but yeah, some of the games, like uh, I think it was Infamous, it looks and sounds just like Troy Baker. Yeah. Right. But but you know, in a lot of other roles he does, it's definitely not. It's it's very much. He's taken on some completely different persona. It's really yeah, cool. Yeah. If you if you compare. <clears throat> Joel, right? Isn't that his name from uh, The Last, Last of Us? us? Yeah. With, mm-hmm. you know, Ethan from Uncharted. They're like 100% different from each other. Ethan, uh, Ethan. Wait, Ethan? Ethan? No. What's his Sam. name? Sam. <laughs> I was like, who's Ethan? <laughs> hey, guys, I'm real bad with names. Sorry about that. <laughs> Ethan. So anyway, this David Drake, he's, David he's Drake. been in the games for five no, I, games now. I just assume he's named after me because I'm playing as him. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, our next uh, Twitter question comes from good old Ruski. Oh. He says, anyone else feel the Goonies vibe in Uncharted 4? Also, how about young Nathan Drake looking the part of our lead Goonie, or at least like a young Bobby Brady? Interesting. <laughs> I hadn't considered that, but... so I, actually I hadn't was... either until, yeah, until yeah. Adam told me the story. <laughs> I was sharing this with Mike the other day. Right after I finished Uncharted, I was like, oh my gosh. And I, I started kind of thinking back. And now I have a theory that Uncharted 4 is actually a Goonies reboot. <laughs> okay. And here's, here's why. So, <laughs> Nathan Drake discovers something that one of his parents had that leads him, his older brother, and his friends on a swashbuckling adventure in search of lost pirate gold. Okay, so there's that. Mm-hmm. There are bad guys chasing them along the way, piratey booty traps, and finally, a big water slide that leads to a doubloon-laden pirate ship still floating somehow in a cave. Mm. <laughs> so, the similarities are all already pretty thick. So, Nate finds a treasure along with the bones of one-eyed Henry Avery, <laughs> whose remains are there surrounded by the treasure. A fight ensues with the bad guys on board the ship, um, after which the cave starts to collapse, and Nate and his brother have to make a choice between all that rich stuff and their lives. <laughs> So then Elena and Sully, a sloth and chunk for our purposes. Um, so show Elena back is up. sloth. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> they show back up at the end to help them get away from the cave and off to safety. Um, and they manage to escape with just a pocket full of the treasure, which turns out to be enough to save the goondocks. I mean, by the salvage company and then oh, live yes. happily ever after. Hmm. It's perfect. So, it's so perfect. <laughs> I, the only part I, I can't get on board with is Elena as sloth because <laughs> <laughs> Elena is beautiful and so is I mean, sloth. sloth is beautiful I mean, on the that... inside. Oh, yeah. David! Oh, don't oh, be man. racist. Yeah. <laughs> You're being racist against all sloth people. Oh, okay. I didn't know there was a people. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my Goonies theory. Um, <laughs> for Uncharted Four, I really love it. The only way it could be more perfect is if is if you get to the end and people start referencing the giant octopus that had been edited yeah. out of the, the game proper. Really scary. But forgot <laughs> to edit out the references to it in the ending. Yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. In one of the deleted scenes on the Unis DVD, there's a scene with a really terrible looking fake octopus in the oh. water there next to the pirate ship. And then later in the end, uh, Data is recounting, like, uh, he's chiming in there at the very end with the, the, the police and everything. He's like, oh, the octopus was really scary. But it's, so that line's still in there. And you think, oh, Data's just full of, he's full of crap. <laughs> he's a <laughs> liar. He's totally embellishing this thing. And it kind of works. Like, it's kind of funny in that moment. Like, oh, the octopus. Like, throwing in extra stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. But really, they've just been on a piratey adventure. You don't need to throw in extra stuff. Oh, you know? I see. So, anyway. And now it's a Goonies spoiler cast. 
Goonies. <laughs> hey, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I've only seen Goonies like once in my life. Oh my gosh. Oh, see, that's why you didn't you didn't pick up on this the Goonies four yeah. uh, reboot here. Also, which is, I was we're, an we're adult when I watched it. Yeah, you really needed to grow up with that movie. I that's think. True. Yeah, or just at least watch it young enough to where you can be caught up in the the magic of one eyed Willie <laughs> slash <laughs> Henry best Avery. Ever. <laughs> yeah, not not suggestive, really. In no, no, no. So, <laughs> all right. So, you want to get into the spoiler cast proper? I mean, have we not? I we've think mostly we... talking Goonies at this point. Uh, yeah, we probably should <laughs> talk about Uncharted. That's true. Good point. <laughs> Uncharted 4, <clears throat> okay, kicks off with the prologue, which is the boat battle chase scene that starts um, starts off the game. It takes place about halfway through the game's story, which that's kind of that's true to Uncharted tradition. I think ever since the second game, mm-hmm. they've started us out with some kind of uh, cool set piece moment. Um you know that that we won't see again for quite a while so um i thought that was a cool way to start and then it it kind of goes it 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 flips us right back into the chapter one which is the lure of adventure and that's we get to see young drake before the the young drake we see in uncharted 3 um climbing around stealthing past sister catherine you know meeting up with sam um at the orphanage and everything I really and liked then, that that little. Uh, I don't know. So for some reason, I really liked the little touch that it was a like a Catholic orphanage, mm-hmm. like you know, because it didn't have to be Catholic. It could have just been any kind of orphanage. Um, yeah, but I don't know. It was just it was just cool because there's a whole you know Catholicism has a whole like sisters and fathers and I don't know. It, it just adds a little layer of complexity that I that I actually kind of liked to the whole that, thing. Yeah, that and also it, it kind of makes more sense later when they pick up on the whole Saint Dismas thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, you know, that they grew up in that, you know, Mm -hmm. and, um, but yeah, so basically this is kind of like, this is part one of, uh, of kind of a two part young Nate and Sam, uh, mission, which is like one getting out of the orphanage Two later in the game, we, we catch up with this same storyline and it's back, it's at that mansion. Mm -hmm. Um, so, but, uh, and then that's kind of what kicks everything off, uh, from a motivation standpoint, you know, mm-hmm. they get the, the journal, the mom's journal that provides the clue that leads them to the prison in Panama. So before we know that though, we're in Panama and we're at the prison, mm-hmm. uh, for chapter two, the infernal place. Yeah. Hang on. Um, I wanted to talk really quick about the orphanage. Um, oh, yeah, go for it. That, that escape sequence where you're like kind of crawling around on the outside. Um, I know it serves as like a tutorial to help you figure out some of the newer, you know, traversal mechanics, you know, mm-hmm. but, yeah, the stuff they borrowed from last of us. Yes. But, uh, mm-hmm. but I've, I've played through that section twice mm-hmm. now. And to me, it feels a little bit too long. Like, uh, I don't know. I just felt, I just felt like I wanted to, okay, I get it. I know how to do this stuff now. I want to just move on and, and find out what happens next. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a couple, there's a couple levels in the game that, that felt a little bit too drawn out to me. And that was one of them. So mm, okay. I can't explain why it just, I was ready for it to be done about, you know, what, 15 minutes before it actually was. Yeah. Okay. So cool. Yeah. So we get to chapter two and it, it does this cool fade thing from young Nathan Drake's face to a little bit older Nathan Drake's face, quite a bit older. Um, but he's still younger than in, in the, you know, I think in Uncharted the one. Yeah, he's still younger than Uncharted 1. And I I would assume this comes before uh even Golden Abyss in the oh, timeline. Um just because there's n- I don't think they mentioned Sully or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So anyway, uh, but so and that- also um can we just talk about really quick? It's really hard to do a dissolve 
in real time graphics. You know what I mean? Like yeah. in video, it's like super easy. You just take one video and dissolve it into the next one. But <clears throat> for a PS4 to do it, you have to be rendering both scenes. Yeah. <laughs> and then you have to create, you know, a, a transition to go from one full scene that. to the other full scene. And so I, I actually thought about that while I was playing because this is the first Uncharted wow. game where all of the cutscenes are real time. So they were mm-hmm. they were rendering two scenes. You yeah, know, that's pretty impressive. There. Yeah, because those cutscenes look um, unbelievable. Yeah. yeah, I mean, so you know, we get our first look, and it cuts right to the fist fight in the prison yard, and uh, and basically uh, the youngish Drake. He looks a lot like young Drake from the early scene. Um, if you look at the two side by side, it's like they did a really great job of like taking the boyhood face and mixing it with the adult Drake face. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was really cool. Um, but this is where we meet Rafe. We find out he's a dirty old murderer because he kills Vargas. Um, and then that's kind of what sets that's him killing Vargas is what sets the whole Sam getting shot during the escape and being caught there for 15 years uh, in motion. Um, which which really explains you know why we don't see him in the other games and we never hear mention of him. Um, I I'm still I'm still not happy uh, with the idea that it explains why we haven't heard of him. Um, but well, I mean, it's not to say that Nathan Drake never talked about him ever. Mm-hmm. He just hasn't. He just never talked about him with his wife. It seems like Sully knows about him yeah. when you yeah when when Sully gets into the picture later. Um, but, but I, yeah, I won't I mean, keep harping on it. But it, it just it did bug me a little bit. Like I, I don't know. I, yeah, I, I'll 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 let this one go. But that's that's one <laughs> of my minor gripes with the game. So, what did yeah, you just so, say, Mike? I said, "Will you though?" Yeah, I will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's when we get to after this chapter, and that's where Nate goes up and does the zodiac puzzle and finds the empty cross, mm-hmm. um, and that whole thing, and, and then, then lies about it to the guard, lies about it to try to cut Vargas out, and then the whole thing, and then basically after this chapter, I'm thinking, okay, like we're I'm in this game, and then the actual game credits and intro of the game yeah. start, <laughs> and it's already been like at least a couple hours, yeah. I think, of this game. <laughs> it's kind of interesting there. Um, so the Zodiac but, puzzle, just to touch on yeah. that real quick. Yeah, yeah. And, and we'll get into this as we go through the chapters. But one of the things I liked was the was the variety of puzzles in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It, this could just be memory serves, but I just remember there being a lot of like thematic puzzles to the game. Like I feel like Uncharted 3 had a lot of uh, like gear puzzles. Like I was constantly mm. like, throwing gears into things and turning levers. Yeah. And mm-hmm. Uncharted 2 um, had its own, you know, different style puzzles. And I feel like there was a good variety of puzzles for this game I actually enjoyed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's something I was going to touch on too, um, that basically the, you know, if you play Golden Abyss and, you know, Uncharted Drake's Fortune, Among Thieves, um, Drake's Deception, all those games are great, but the puzzles always seem like this is pretty elaborate, this whole machine, yeah. <laughs> uh, just to open this door, right? Like, <laughs> it seems like, Someone would have saved millions of dollars <laughs> to just put a keyhole on this door. Yeah, you know? seriously. I, I and, do but, love I love that Nathan Drake is like constantly talking about I mean, these these were pirates, some of the most wealthy people in the yeah. world at the time, and they could afford the best engineers. Like he's yeah, just like, like throwing they, all that stuff out. Yeah, they really did talk about and and justify a lot of the elaborate, you know. Uh, building and stuff once you get to uh, Libertalia and everything. Mm-hmm. But like, I just thought from a puzzles perspective, 
you start out and you're just thinking, oh, these are just uncharted puzzles and they're fun and they're and it's whatever. But the the further you get in the game, you start to realize like, oh, okay, this there is actually it, they learned lessons from The Last of Us in that they made the puzzles as a game mechanic fit into the overall story. Like, why do these puzzles exist in the first place? Mm-hmm. You know, um, and there was the whole you know, recruiting thing. Like you had to pass these trials if you were going to be worthy to join them there. And I thought that was really cool and, and well thought out as opposed to, um, not, not even just the variety of them, but just the actual explanation behind them. Well, yeah. If um, you start that very first puzzle with those Zodiac symbols and you think like, Oh, yeah. that, that makes sense. Cause that's going to make sense to a sailor. Like right, a yeah. sailor is going to understand these writings on the wall more than anyone else is going to. Yeah, and this is the cell of uh, I can't remember the guy's name, but he was one of Avery's crewmen mm-hmm. that got locked up in this in this tower that Drake goes and explores. So, some pretty cool stuff there. I think uh, very well thought out. Like I said, you know, you can see the lessons learned from making The Last of Us all over this game. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, next chapter is pretty cool. It, it jumps into chapter three, the Malaysia job, right after the intro credits, um, and. You're thinking, oh, I must be in Malaysia. I'm underwater. I'm diving. I'm salvaging something. It's probably treasure or something really valuable. And mm-hmm. it was copper. Yeah, and yeah. Turn, they're subverting your expectations here. Um, you're actually in New Orleans and you're working for Jameson's salvage company. Yeah, you're at um, Nathan Drake's job now. <clears throat> yeah, it's his job. And he's just diving into a river to pick up, uh, you know, a, a trailer load of cargo that fell into the river somehow. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Basically, it's all just very mundane, you know, like, I mean, it's still fun to do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> mundane is probably not the right word for it, but it's it's more of a routine, at least. Like, yeah, it's, because it's, it's mundane for for Nathan Drake. We'll like, say. I don't get to. Yeah, I don't get to put on a wetsuit and go diving in my job, you know, so <laughs> that's pretty cool still. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so, um, but yeah, I mean, and the underwater level was just gorgeous, like all the reeds and just the lighting effects and stuff. I thought that was pretty amazing. Um Oh my, <laughs> David. Anyway, so uh, moving along, chapter four: a normal life. And so this one starts out: you're you're poking around in the attic, looking at photos and items that really are you know from the first three Uncharted games. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought that was a really cool touch. Yeah, that you know, just, moment that was like really nostalgic. Like uh, yeah, yeah, going for through, sure. and it plays the theme from every like when you pick up a piece of. Uh, you know, gold or whatever from Uncharted 1, it plays the Uncharted 1 theme. Then you see something from Uncharted 2, it plays one of those themes. Yeah. And <clears throat> you find a little uh, letter from Chloe. Yeah. And he's like, oh, Chloe, maybe, maybe in another life or something. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I like that there's there's a few scenes in the game, and, and they're pretty far in between for people that just jumped into Uncharted 4, but there's a there's a few times in the game where if, if you have experience with the other Uncharted, you got a little bit more to appreciate. Mm-hmm. yeah for sure and i think that's definitely the way to go i mean if you i mean if, if you made it this far in the uncharted spoiler cast i would i would hope that you've already <laughs> played all four if not all five uncharted mm. games yeah no um, i haven't played all five. Oh boy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway but yeah so he starts out you know he's poking through all his old trinkets and stuff that was a really cool trip down memory lane and then um you see him kind of at home with elena and you see their current dynamic and how things worked out between them after uncharted 3 um and and you could you get these little really great subtle moments where you you see that uh, elena can tell that 
Nathan is not quite satisfied in life, mm-hmm. you know, and and he's in, and she's encouraging him to take this Malaysia job, um, despite the fact that there's no permits and that it's a little illegal. You know, she's like, yeah, like she's looking she's, out for his happiness a little bit. Yeah, she's looking out for his happiness, and then he asks her, "Are you happy?" And she's kind of like unsure as well. But but you she can tell plays it off like she's kidding, though. Yeah, yeah, but so you, you can tell that they're happy with each other. They're just not necessarily happy with where they ended up. Um, hmm you know, day to day. Yeah. Maybe they're a little bored. That's kind of what I, yeah, exactly. And so then one of the first big bombs of the game, I thought, (laughs) um, playable crash bandicoot (laughs) on the quote unquote TV game thing. Yeah. (laughs) That was hilarious. It was amazing. I I was just like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe they did this. This is so fantastic. I can't even imagine the legal, like, you know, copyright foo they had to do to get, the permission to put, you know, because uh, Universal owns Crash Bandicoot, I believe, right? Um, I can't remember. Them or Activision, I, I can't remember. It's Activision. Oh, yeah. Activision? Yeah, and, that's and, why Crash is going to be in the new Skylanders. So, right, yeah. so in order, like, for that to appear on a Sony slash Naughty Dog game without any Activision involved, that's, a, I mean, that's a, that's no small feat that they were yeah, able they, to... they managed to keep Activision's name out of at least the opening yeah. uh, credits and, and logo. Uh, I don't know if they actually showed anything of them in the end credits. They probably I don't know. They, 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 I think they would have to. Cause they don't, yeah, I thought that was so yeah. cool. And I actually heard somewhere that they had to code the game to run on PS4, at least that one <laughs> level, because they, in, they didn't want to do an emulator that running would inside the use game. Use more resources and stuff, I'm yeah. sure. So um, I thought that was pretty sweet. It's... It, it's so great. Like you see the weird texture stretching that happened on the yeah. PlayStation and like all the, yeah. all the like downsides to 3d gaming from that era were <laughs> yeah. present. And, and you couldn't even use the analogs. Like you had to use the yeah. D pad. Yeah, I know. Now you're <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, it was so great. This is, oh, it was fantastic. The, the one it, thing that confused me about that moment though, was it didn't, it doesn't seem like uncharted four is supposed to take place in the nineties. Like I'm pretty sure uncharted takes place in modern times so why does she just have a ps1 and like i took it as that she just this is just the console she's had forever and this is the this is the one that she still has mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. I, like she's not keeping necessarily up to date that kind of thing especially the way drake talks about the tv game thing yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she's like oh you're gonna beat me on my tv game thing <laughs> that was fantastic um so yeah after this you see nathan back at the office sam shows up and then we got our first look at um, the dialogue choices that they had showed off at E3, um, which were pretty cool. You got to kind of choose which adventure he starts telling mm-hmm. uh, Sam about. And I, I thought this this scene was really awesome for kind of looking at maybe the silliness of Uncharted in a certain way. Yeah. And, and, and dismissing it you know like mm-hmm. so you had like he's like yeah so another lost city and uh, you know and he's like i can't believe you you managed to make it out again and still not have anything to show for it <laughs> it was so great it was just like this very conscious of itself moment um that just made you love this game more because it was so much more rooted in reality you know yeah um, i mean you still end up killing hundreds of people oh but, yeah hundreds but, hundreds of, but it, of it is it's more a little bit more grounded um yeah I despite think so that too. so yeah <laughs> so sam tells uh nate the reason he needs him to help him out on this this adventure here um is that he is in debt to a gangster uh hector alcazar which is like a, a south american 
Drug lord? A drug lord, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you, you play as Sam in this ca- in this chapter, and he spins quite a yarn about escaping from the prison, uh, you know, after 15 years He's of being He's spinning this up. yarn that you're playing, I might Yeah, add. and it, yeah, exactly. That, that's exactly my point. So, you know, he, he tells you, or he's telling you basically exactly what happened and how he got out and this whole marvelous tale, right. Of how the, all this action that takes place, yeah, <laughs> which is, yeah. I think that's really funny from just like an older brother telling a big lie to his younger brother, uh, standpoint, but spoilers. Hey, spoilers. Yeah. It, it was a lie. <laughs> spoiler, spoiler, spoiler cast. Um, but, it, I but yeah, it was a pretty so, clever way to do it. Like in actually yeah. having you play it, like as you know, mm-hmm. he's telling you, you, you play through it. So as a player, you don't really question it because you're like, yeah. Oh, I experienced it so i've yeah. seen it yeah it's a very clever way yeah oh yeah naughty dog was definitely taking advantage of like gaming conventions mm-hmm. uh because yeah playing it made you believe that it really happened you didn't question it and it was funny because the the lie being exposed later in the game i i kind of called it in my in my head i was kind of like you know i wonder if they are being super clever here and if that was mm. not true and they had me play it to reinforce the lie and uh and so I, I kind of called that twist, but I, you know, wasn't positive, obviously. Um, but yeah, I mean, that was that was an amazing way to do that. I really loved that. And then, um, yeah, but at the end of the chapter, Nate lies to Elena, saying that the permits came through for this Malaysia job, um, and that he's going off to seek his fortune. Um, didn't tell her about Sam. Um, Man, I I don't. <clears throat> I obviously I'm not married, so I don't know. Did was he afraid that she was going to say no? Is that why he didn't tell her? He well, he was afraid he was going to lose her because if you remember in Uncharted Three, it's this constant push and pull between like how far are you willing to take this obsession of yours, you mm. know, Nate, and jeopardize your life and our and that's, relationship. That's when she almost thing. died, right? Didn't she almost die? That's uh, uh, two. Oh, that's two. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, but in Uncharted Three, that's one of the main kind of storylines is that you know he's pushing this thing that in this, this life uh, so much further than it needs to go. And he could just walk yeah. away, but why I, can't I, he? I think that's one of the great things about uncharted four is that it really kind of picks up where uncharted three left off. That's, that is mm-hmm. the theme of uncharted three mm-hmm. is that there's several times people just question like, why are you still doing this? Like there mm-hmm. doesn't even appear to be like a profit in it for you to chase after. It's just this obsession. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that he, you know, he gets out of that, and his his what appears to be mundane life now is kind of like having him, you know, his brother obviously gives him the excuse, but him creeping <laughs> back into it and it re kind of evaluates that theme or he he already knows he's been through this in Uncharted 3 before. He knows that this is disastrous to his relationship. So he's just not going to mention. Yeah. It. Uh, OK. Yeah. So he's it basically he's afraid. He's afraid he's going to lose Elena over this whole thing, but he feels like he's trapped. He's got to help Sam. Um, and so then off we go, off we go. And so, um, chapter six, once a thief. So this is the auction at the Rossi estate. Um, you know, where we have it, Sam has revealed that a second cross that is intact, uh, of St. Dismas mm-hmm. is, uh, going to be auctioned off at this. And he, he believes that inside there's some kind of clue to push the, um, the search forward for Henry Avery's, uh, tra- uh treasure. I guess you would say if you're old, a treasure, <laughs> treasure. Um, <Yes. laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah. So this is where, you know, we get introduced to Nadine Ross uh, and Shoreline. Um, and it looks like Scu- uh, Sully, Scully, <laughs> Sully and, <laughs> and Nadine have some history. Yeah. Um, 
not good history, it sounds like, uh, but she's being polite. Um, and then, you know, we see Rafe again and it, yeah. we find out Rafe and Nadine have partnered up. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought this was a really cool part of the game. And not only just from like visually, cause it was just like spellbinding. Yeah. Uh, it like, looked amazing. The, <laughs> the estate was fan- just amazing. Yeah. Just at, at every turn, it just looked so good. But there are like hundreds um, of people in that main room that you're walking through. I know. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah. And so, um, you know, you you hatch this scheme to to cut the power so Sam uh, Sam can snatch the cross before Rafe can bid on it and the mm-hmm. whole thing. So um, then there's like a whole stealth part where you're doing that and a fighting your way out part. Um, and uh, then in kind of in the cutscene after this, um, Sam gives Nate an out, quote unquote. He he's like, oh, you know, you don't have to keep going, you know, blah blah blah. Um, but really, there's no way he can back out at this point. Like he's yeah. He's already committed, not only just because he's told this lie to Elena and she's going to expect some kind of paycheck <laughs> well, mm-hmm. from from this work he's done. Like, So he has to come back with something, mm-hmm. but also because he still believes hook, line, and sinker that uh, Sam is in trouble to this drug lord and he's going to die if he doesn't get it. So he can't he can't walk away until he knows that that is happening, That's that situation is resolved. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but yeah, then, it's, then we go to Scotland. Um, pretty amazing. I loved the scenery in Scotland and like all the, the cave uh, parts of this. It's all snowy. Kind of a lot of it reminded me of of the newest Tomb Raider uh, mm-hmm. in a way. But I know they were kind of in development at the same time. So yeah. Um, uh, you know what's funny? I I had a. Now this is not any knock against the game. I I loved I loved this section and everything. But in my head, I had like a subconscious uh, dislike for this particular location because hmm. at the time I was playing it. New York was still like super cold and it was like refusing <laughs> to warm up in spring yeah. into spring, you know, and I was just and then all of a sudden I'm in this cold area and they're all wearing jackets and it's like snowing a little bit. And I was like, oh, not now I have to be reminded that it's cold, you know, like, I don't know. this was a rough winter for New Yorkers. So <laughs> I loved it, though. I mean, the 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 whole gravestone uh, just getting to it and then like the. um the puzzle that's underground with the, the three crosses and everything where you get to see the location of the cave mm-hmm. where you should be headed. All really cool. Again, a really good example of like puzzle variety. Um, and, uh, yeah, just, uh, just good times. And then when you get out of that actually was one of my favorite sections of like stealth action. Cause there's several points in the game where you need to sneak around, take down as many guys as you can, because if you start just trying to gun them down, it's going to be really difficult to, to beat them all. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was in the graveyard and just, just kind of making your way up to the castle was really a, an awesome section there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so solve that puzzle. Basically you start going in through the caves um, and you make it to the big map room, mm-hmm. um, where essentially you, you know, get the doubloon that leads you to Madagascar. Yeah. Is that the room um, where they like reveal, uh, portraits of all of the different pirates? No. Oh, not yet. Oh, not, not yet. yet. Okay. Sorry. I'm just yeah, this is the one where, where it you know, like beams down with light, like the, the map of the Madagascar Island. Oh yeah. And, yeah, right, yeah. and okay. just, it has like a little star. If you're following the stars, there's Kings Bay. That's how they, they yeah. know where to go next. And mm-hmm. just before this, there's a really great puzzle, the three crosses puzzle, where you have to turn the three wheels and get the crosses to line up oh, in the yeah. light. I liked that, that puzzle. That was a really cool puzzle, too. It was one of those puzzles that made sense right away to me, but mm-hmm. still took a little figuring out, which is like also yeah. like the perfect balance, I think. If, yeah. we're, if we're keeping our theme, 
in order to open the next passage by shoving your arm through a hole and pulling a lever you can't see. <laughs> very Goonies-like. <laughs> very Goonies. I didn't even pick up on that. That's oh, that's amazing. a good one. That is a good one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. So that leads them to Madagascar. And so, um, but yeah, this is again, a good example of, you know, how the puzzles have a good basis in the story, um, testing the new recruits, et cetera. And then, so we move on to Madagascar. So, um, the 12 towers is chapter 10. Mm-hmm. Um, so we find the sigils and everything. You figure out which towers you need to go to. There's two possible towers and Sam goes to one and Sully and Nate go to the other. And um, actually, you know, but let me back up before this, before you figure that out, the two, which towers you need to head to, there is a really amazing set piece with the Jeep getting swept over the side of a cliff while hanging from a tree on, on the, on the winch, on the winch. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, (laughs) that was amazing. And I had seen a little clip of that in a commercial, but it still like kind of took me by, by surprise when it happened. Mm -hmm. Um, So just. Here's something really that caught cool. me, like, uh, that was a great scene, and what caught me by surprise in that same area, again, because I didn't watch any footage or trailers of the game before it came out. Yeah. So, when Madagascar opened up, and you're just in the Jeep, and you can kind of, you can't really go wherever you want. It's it's very cleverly, you know, routing you, but it's, mm-hmm. a, it's a wide open area, we'll say. It's uh, one yeah. of the largest open spaces that you've had in an Uncharted game, I would say. Yeah. Really, ever, yeah. yeah. I was really surprised by that, and it was awesome. Yeah, yeah, that was awesome. Uh, and I, I actually saw a, a gameplay thing where someone went through like a cave with a waterfall. I didn't go that way at all. I didn't even see that when mm-hmm. I played through it. So I don't yeah. know. I, there were some really funny videos that that came out of that scene in particular um, because you could like drive off a cliff while people were having dialogue, and so they'd be like, <laughs> "Someday, why do you think?" And like everyone in the Jeep just, you know, screams. And this one guy just posted a bunch of videos while where he was driving off cliffs while they were talking. It was just great. Uh, that's fantastic. So the Jeep hanging set piece I thought was really cool. I guess that's the first big set piece of the game. And that's 10 chapters in. I mean, outside of the, the boat, which you start the game on. Right. Um, but yeah, 10 chapters in before we see a big Uncharted-y set piece. So that, mm-hmm. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, they, they um, took a, they took their time. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, the, the, all the set pieces in the game were really good, but I, well, I feel like from right, here it starts right ramping up. That, if we're going to go set pieces, is probably the, the map room in Scotland where you, true. you trick them into it collapsing. You have to like escape and shoot way out as it's collapsing underneath you. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And you're like, you're hanging on or you're climbing up that pillar as it's falling over. That's, that's true. That counts. Um, that counts. Just like counts. I just like. Okay, to be I'll right. give him that one. I'll give him that. One. <laughs> <laughs> I just like to be right. <laughs> so, uh, chapter eleven, hidden in plain sight. So this is where you know you get to the uh, the clock tower, and you're, you're oh, solving man, the clock tower. Is awesome. I love oh, the clock tower. Yeah. So you sign some, or you you solve some more. Um, was it zodiac related puzzles? I think yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. The zodiac yeah. statues. Yeah, so you get the you do the zodiac puzzles. You get up to the top um, to ring the bell, and you're thinking, okay, this will open up the the floor or something, and and get us to whatever's down there. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as you ring the bell, the whole the, you you enter the clock tower set piece, which is <laughs> yes. unbelievable. That was one of my favorites because I hadn't seen anything on this one. Yeah, um, and it was a total surprise. The whole area just, is just collapsing around you while you're trying to get so down. Good. Yeah, that was just amazing. It's so well orchestrated, but it doesn't feel orchestrated, which is that's that naughty dog magic. Yeah. Um, 
And, uh, but yeah, so you get through all that, the bell breaks the floor and then you make it down. And that's the one you're talking about, David, the pirate painting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I loved, I just loved that, that room, like well, the dim lighting and the, the lights shining on all the different portraits and like seeing all these beautiful paintings that you could see, I could imagine seeing any of those paintings hanging in a museum somewhere, you know, oh, they're <laughs> incredibly well made for this game. Like it's my, crazy. Yeah. yeah. And that part contains one of my favorite references of the entire game. Yes. I know, I know Adam knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> I, I don't think I know what you're talking about. So he talks about like they, they're going through the different sigils on that puzzle where you're trying to, mm-hmm. to unlock the next piece. And mm-hmm. he's like, oh, monkey sigil. Never seen that before. And then you go in in the painting. Um, if you're a very old man like oh, I am. Oh, I know what it is clearly, now. Yeah, uh, Guybrush Threepwood it's Guybrush, from The Secret yeah. of Monkey Island, which is oh, yeah, that and pretty great. That made me so happy. It in really my heart. did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was fantastic. I, I really loved that whole puzzle, though. Just oh, it was amazing. The, yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't super difficult. It was just fun. It was. You know, I did get um, stuck. Uh, I don't remember why though, which stinks. But there was one. I, there was one aspect of the puzzle that didn't make sense to me and I, I wish i could remember what it was but I yeah don't. i think in the final stage there's like two unknowns and i had i had assumed that the unknown one went on the wrong one first so i tried that didn't work i tried the other one and it worked but but yeah. anyway that was a really cool mm-hmm. um puzzle and then you go straight from there you realize that rafe has hacked their cell phones he knows he's intercepted intercepted the the uh, pictures that Nate texted to Sam of like the, you know, these artifacts that are going to show them where to go next. Mm-hmm. Um, he's also intercepted their location from GPS. So they destroy their phones. And this leads into probably the greatest set piece of the game, I would assume. Uh, I mean, if not, it's really up there. It's right up there. Um, it's one that even though I had seen it at E3, at the E3 demo and the behind closed doors demo, um, it was still amazing oh, when man. I played through it. Yeah, that <laughs> you know? was so much fun. Yeah, just the, the whole Jeep and motorcycle chase set piece. So you're driving through the streets, you get attached to the crane, you're dragged in the mud, you climb up, you're jumping car to car in true uh, Uncharted fashion. And then, um, you know, the Jeep flips, you end up on the back of the motorcycle with Sam and you're firing backwards at, at that yeah. uh, truck. And it's like coming, it, like all the pieces are flying off of it and everything. Um and I was just the whole time I was playing, it, I was like this, I can't believe that I'm, <laughs> it's, it's I'm incredible. playing this. I, I, it's one of those scenes like in Uncharted 2, there's there's the uh, scene in the Himalayas where uh, you're jumping from truck to truck. I remember that being so amazing when I played it for the first time. Yeah. Um, and then there's a very similar moment in Uncharted 3 where you ride yeah. on horseback and then you go truck to truck. Mm-hmm. Thinking, oh, that's that's kind of an interesting evolution of, of that scene in, in Uncharted 2, but it's not so it's not so different that I felt like it was maybe better for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this was very much like jumping truck to truck in this environment and the way that they did it and being dragged behind them as you're doing it. I was like, this is just an amazing evolution of what they had built out in oh, Uncharted yeah. 2. Um, yeah. And the, and the, the scene you mentioned to me, Mike, earlier this week uh, where you're running in Uncharted 2, you're running down an alley and you're shooting back at a truck. So it had, it had a little bit of that flavor, but you're on a motorcycle. And then yeah. on top of that, it was a combination of the truck to truck and the, the chase scene um, in the Jeep. So yeah, really amazing stuff though. Mm-hmm. I liked Fantastic. it. I, I don't yeah. have anything else to add. I just really liked it. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like it's, it's, it's one of those scenes that for me kind of epitomizes like where, you know, how far Naughty Dog has come, even though they kind of like, oh yeah, they're the masters of the third person adventure game. It's like, yeah, that's true. But like, 
they're like direct references, things they've done before, and they're showing you now how much better that they can do them. They're, yeah, they're absolutely. not just masters of like you know art or game or storytelling. They're also master engineers, like to figure oh, 100%. out hundred <laughs> percent to figure out how to like code all of this crazy <laughs> stuff that you get to play. It's ridiculous, and they just keep getting better. And it's yeah, uh, they keep pushing to get better and better every time. It's it's pretty amazing. Yeah. Um. So. We're on this high, right? You've just escaped. You're, it's like good times. Everyone's all jazzed because they just figured out it's Libertalia. And, um, you know, basically you're out there, you're talking to Sam and Sully and, and, and just it's, it's this high of, of like adventure, right? And mm-hmm. then you go into the hotel room and there's Elena. And it's dun, like, it's dun, this dun. amazing, <laughs> this amazing contrast. They never really said, I don't think, how she found him. No, they didn't. Um, I don't. Maybe think. she used her her savvy to track oh, their really? cell phone or something too. Didn't they allude to Sully? No, no. Sully I, Sully was like the the voice of truth there, telling Nate he should. Yeah, yeah. he should tell her. But yeah, he was. Hmm. And you can see there's a little conflict between Sam and Sully earlier, right after the the Rossi estate. Mm-hmm. You know, on that whole point. But uh, but yeah, um, I mean. So she finds out he's a dirty old liar. Yeah. And uh, I wanted to back up really quickly. Had either yeah. of you guys ever heard of Libertalia before this game? I had not. I hadn't either. How about you, Mike? No, I don't think so. Did They didn't make it up, did they? Is, was that a legend? I don't know. Um, probably. I think it was a legend. Huh. I don't know. It's weird because it. I've heard of other ones. Like I'd heard of Eldorado and I'd heard of, you know, um, Shangri-La. Uh, yeah, Shangri-La and all that. Mm-hmm. Sh- uh, but Libertalia. Shambhala. But yeah, I guess I guess it's a thing. I'm looking on Wikipedia and it's it's there. So Yeah, I mean I and I know uh, uh there there's there's been rumors or and legend for quite a while about like, yeah, like a pirate utopia type civilization. I just never heard that name. Yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, so Elena, you know, finds out he's a dirty old liar. Um, and this is, you really start to see some of Nate's character flaws in this scene, especially that really you haven't, I don't know if we've really explored this deep into them before uh, this game, mm-hmm. but like, you know, you see he's afraid to confront his wife. He's sort of a douche to Sully. Yeah. Um, and, and really you start to see like afterward, Nate's, he's worried that he's finally pushed Elena too far, mm-hmm. you know? Um and so that I think that it's a really important scene that comes after this high, and now we're at the low, and you really see the next part. It, it's it's cool because you know you're it's this scene uh, this scene where you know they take the boat out and they they go to this this island that you know they think might be Libertalia, and they're finding all these clues, and you you know you typically you would be all jazzed and adventure. Oh yeah. And he's all he's just bummed like over over what's going on, mm-hmm. you know. And I I thought that was really complex and interesting and, and true to, you know, the story. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, this, now, and this there was that the moment. Oh, okay. go yeah. ahead. Go ahead, Mike. Sorry. You okay. Go ahead. Uh, this is, this is a thing that Adam and I had talked about uh, before at work and that you, you really see in this game uh, less of the traditional kind of three arc story act, even though that does exist. Um, and more of like the peaks and valleys that you experienced in the last of us mm-hmm. of like having like these tremendous highs. And then these very low valleys that you're immediately thrown into. Of, mm-hmm. of just things not really going right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, it, it, was this the part where uh, you're back in the Jeep again on Libertalia? 
Or oh, not, no, not no. quite so yet. This, is, this okay. is before they actually get to the intro the prologue oh, okay. scene so they're on like the the nice like it's all sunny and they're they're bouncing around you know island to island um and they find the big uh there's the big helm puzzle yeah, Remember yeah, the, yeah the helm puzzle which is super cool also and then um they they raise the statue of henry avery which points them to the real libertalia island mm-hmm. um so that was just it was just some gameplay pieces but it really did show like kind of where emotionally where nate is at and I got the impression, I don't know about you, but I got I got the impression that um, Sam is about to come clean with him at this scene, uh, right next to the statue. Did you mm-hmm. guys pick up on that at all? Yeah, I yeah, kind of felt that yeah. way. But he doesn't yeah, yet. He doesn't, he doesn't, yeah. but it seems like he's about to. Um, because it just, just looks some of the wordplay there. But mm-hmm. anyway, um, then, yeah, so we're, we're back to the game's intro at this point. Uh, they're on the boat. They're racing toward the island. But since you've already played that part, really, you just get these little glimpses. Mm-hmm. And then, boom, uh, Nate wakes up on the beach after the boat crashes. And you're chapter 13, marooned. Um, you're finally on Libertalia. So mm-hmm. this one's more gameplay than anything. You're just kind of uh, traversing a little bit. Um, you hit chapter 14, um, join me in paradise. And that's where you find Sam, um, at the very beginning of this chapter. And, uh, and then basically you're arguing about like, what are we even doing this for? Let's get out of here. We'll find a better way to save you. Um, cause he's just like, he, you can tell he's, he's, he's starting to realize what's really important, you know, Nate. Um, and then, yeah, then, then the next minute though, there's like that extra breadcrumb, you know, <laughs> they, they find the, a statue with Henry Avery's uh, sigil on it. And they're like, Oh my gosh, here's the colony. It's right here in front of us. So <laughs> of course they get all jazzed and they go through there. And, and there was some really cool moments where you could sit last of a style. And like there, I think there was one spot where you could sit down in a chair, like on a porch in one of the houses yep. and just like look out at the sun and, uh, and talk to and, Sam. And talk to Sam, and it's like, yeah. man, there's so many cool little moments like that. And you could totally um, miss that if you were if you were just like barreling through the story. Oh yeah, you yeah. could have like not explored up there and not seen that prompt. And well, there's, yeah. there's a bunch moment. of like letters and things in the houses. There's a lot of yeah. that subtle storytelling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the world building there is really cool. Yeah. Very, very Last of Us. Yeah, also. Those, those Ishmael moments. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, and then, yeah, you, at the end of this chapter, you find the empty treasure chamber. And so, you know, I got to say at this point of the game, I mean, I knew it wasn't going to be over, but I started to get a little fatigued on the, okay, the treasure is going to be here. Yeah. It's not here. Oh, the treasure is going to be here. Oh, it's not here. This is another one of my slight slams against the game is I, Mm -hmm. there, there were a couple times where I'm like, oh, you know, I, I just wouldn't mind if the game ended soon you know and that was one of those moments where i'm like oh oh it's not we're not near the end at all yet (laughs) (laughs) well and there's still some there was still some character development that needed to happen and some some resolution there that still needed to happen so i understand why it keeps going beyond this but there was because i know in in the characters they reflect that so i guess the the only time i get frustrated by this kind of stuff is if the characters are like just totally cool with it and they never voice any concerns. <laughs> uh, but like again, <laughs> yeah. But like when Sam and Nate are just like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe like I, it was supposed to be here. Where's the treasure? When they say stuff like that, um, then it, it reflects how you're feeling and it's like, okay, okay. I'm still on board. All for right. This. So, All right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so chapter 15, the thieves of Libertalia, um, we have the, basically you're, you're climbing the tower, um, at the top of the empty treasure chamber, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, just to touch on what's happened, the treasure's gone. Um, 
and it looks as though the pirate captains have basically stolen the horde away. And mm-hmm. and the people of the of the settlement who were also pirate, all pirates, yeah, yeah, piratey people. They're they're basically trying to break in. They're calling it, they're writing thieves and stuff all over there. Yeah, basically, the leaders of the island stole all the money from the other pirates of the island. And that's so the problem. The pirates with stole having, from pirates. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem with having pirates be your uh, your <laughs> your your uh, island leadership. Yeah, exactly. Just, just you know, fair warning. Fair mm-hmm. warning. So anyway, um, so yeah, the, there's like this, it looks like there's a whole battle that goes on and the pirates clear out with all the treasure, uh, and take it back to what we find out is new Devon. And that's the, basically that's the Beverly Hills of Libertalia. (laughs) (laughs) It's, uh, there's like these big mansions and that's where like the, all the pirate captains live. Uh Um, and you know, so basically we see that it's off in the distance, and then right about then, uh, Shoreline starts blasting that tower, that watchtower, oh, and we yeah. get treated to the awesome watchtower set piece, um, which basically the tower's collapsing, and you're trying to get off of it, and they, it keeps getting worse and worse, and you're falling, mm-hmm. um, and climbing up, and they're rocketing the whole thing, and it's pretty amazing. So, um, but then, yeah, so there's a scene, there's a whole fight scene with uh, Nadine and Sam and Nate, where Nadine is holding her own against both Drakes. And granted, <laughs> yeah. they've just gone through, like, climbing, like, a huge tower and then climbing it again as it's collapsing uh, to, to survive and then thrown into a fist fight. So I, I, I can understand <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, that maybe, because I, I heard someone getting, I think there was some kind of uh, playtester that was all mad and that at naughty dog actually asked to leave was all mad because oh, yeah. he was saying that like Nadine would never beat up two Drakes, you know, <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh, and basically, you know, they, they asked him to leave because they, they said he was sexist, <laughs> <laughs> but regardless whether you think it's, it's plausible or not, she's pretty, pretty buff, uh, and very well trained. Yeah. And, I actually know, believed it pretty well because she just looked tough as nails and yeah and she's fresh she hasn't been like i said climbing she's also probably like 20 years younger than yeah true (laughs) true um so yeah yeah. i I believe well maybe not that much younger but she's definitely younger yeah um but yeah so anyway um yes you have this scene and then there's a very important a very pivotal scene uh the scene with sam rafe and nadine uh and nate of course uh on the cliff and that's where Sam's lie is exposed by uh, Rafe. And mm. um, I, I love this scene because they had, there was this moment uh, where Sam grabs Nadine and he puts a gun to her head. And Rafe says, these guys don't kill anyone in cold blood. It's just not their style. <laughs> that was so amazing because I just literally mowed down like hundreds of people to get to this point in the game. <laughs> Like just straight up cold snapping necks and and blowing them up with grenades, the Mm -hmm. whole thing. (laughs) So yeah, that was pretty amazing. That was really funny. Um, But yeah, so uh, what did you guys think of this scene? It was this is a very important one, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I think it it really goes to kind of expose that that difference between um, Nate and Sam at at this point, where it's kind of revealed that yeah, Sam would totally pull that trigger like this. He's mm-hmm. still deep, deep in his obsession and anything is worth it. And Nate's already really starting to back off. It's like, yeah, I mean, that would be great to find this treasure, but I'm not going to be like murdering people <laughs> to do it, even though he is. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, not murdering someone in a cutscene. That's totally different. That's totally different. <laughs> That's totally different. <laughs> I mean, you can actually like see the emotion in his eyes then if you did it then. Right. Whereas yeah. when, when it's just during gameplay, you can't really see yeah, the, the camera's way zoomed out. The camera's yeah, zoomed yeah. out. It's a totally different story. <laughs> 
<laughs> so, <laughs> um, but yeah, so Nate saves uh, Nadine's life from Sam. He the gun goes off, and 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 that's really a, a pivotal moment for Nadine's character too, because she realizes that Rafe doesn't care about her at all. Yep, he would totally sacrifice her just to not give in to Sam mm-hmm. and, and Nate. Um, and so there's a rift form between her and Rafe right then. Uh, but yeah, that's when we learned that Hector Alcazar has been dead for six months. Um, Sam lied. Uh, but also, and this is a, a super complicated moment for, for Sam too, because yeah, he lied and you're just like, man, that guy's a dirt bag. Like, I can't believe this guy. He's basically ruining his little brother's marriage, you know, mm-hmm. or, and totally lying just to get his help basically. Um, so there's that side, but also he jumps in front of the bullet for the, like the next second to save Nate because he's his older brother still, you know, mm-hmm. and that, that whole older brother dynamic, um, or just the br- whole brother's dynamic in this game is so fantastic. Like even when they're may- maybe not being the greatest to each other, mm-hmm. there's still that loyalty there. And I, I found that to be really fantastic. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, they, they, you know, that was, that's the whole complexity of the brother relationship is uh is very well portrayed whereas i would believe that a uh i would believe that you know if a brother cross someone they would react sort of this way where you know i, I you know what i'm saying like yeah it was yeah like there's still love there and and you're not yeah. immediately going to like never trust them again you know exactly yeah. and 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 there's the whole like the protective father kind of element for sam over nate because even though he's been gone for so many years like he still has that in him from when they were younger so mm-hmm. uh i thought that that scene was really amazing and then so at the end of this scene uh elena finds nate fallen at the bottom of the cliff and you know kind of laying on the shore there um and uh basically starts to patch him up and um so now we finally get to the B section of the chapter one, basically of the game. And this is the brothers Drake chapter 16. Mm-hmm. So we get the flashback to the mansion scene uh, as you know, their kids and you know, this is where again, they find the mom's journal, Cassandra Morgan, uh, who it turns out she's a brilliant historian mm-hmm. according to the old lady who lives there. And um, you know, and, and we kind of find out here that this, this whole treasure this whole Libertalia discovery would really, the, the way the, the lady puts it, it would have been their mom's crowning achievement. And so it really, you start to see the motivation now, why it's such an obsession for Sam, why, why it's something that Nate has a hard time backing off of as well. Mm-hmm. Um, even though he, I'm sure he's telling himself the, I'm only doing this for Sam, you know, he's, he's in it too, you know, mm-hmm. at, at a certain level. Um, so yeah, really cool. Um, scene and and there's a lot of that really cool gone home style storytelling you know where you're walking around you're picking up letters and mm -hmm. notes and books and stuff and and finding out things about the characters who lived there yeah i Um, I really liked seeing nathan drake you know young nathan drake is like seeing all of these old artifacts and he's like super interested in them like you can see the the seeds of adventure forming you know like starting to blossom a little bit maybe um yeah yeah and uh it was really cool to see like, Oh man, this could have been one of the moments that like inspired him to become an adventurer, you know? Oh yeah, absolutely. So, and, and the, uh, you know, the, and the, and it's revealed that like, yeah, you know, 
uh, uh, that was our dinner conversation was like ancient history and stuff. So you start to realize like why they're so good at what they do too. Mm-hmm. They've just been raised in this, you mm-hmm. know, uh, historical, uh, knowledge kind of setting. So mm-hmm. I thought that was really cool. Another little awesome thing in this scene is, um, the part where you pose for the photograph. Oh yeah. And you can like, you, so, if you have like one of the helmets on, there's a bunch of helmets you walk into and yeah. you can put yeah, so one I on. was wearing, I was wearing the Viking helmet in my picture, which then shows up at the very end of the game mm-hmm. in the book. Like, and Oh yeah, that's the helmet I picked, mm-hmm. but I could have totally been, you know, wearing a different helmet, uh, from one of the other statues or whatever. Yeah. So I love that. That was really cool. Just a cool touch. And it was um, fun. Cause you got to like flip the Polaroid and watch it develop, you know, I know like, that, that reminded coded, me, Someone coded a Polaroid developing algorithm, you know? <laughs> that's I know, that's crazy. amazing. That really reminded me of Memento also. Yeah. The, the Polaroid, the beginning, the intro of Memento. Oh, yeah, yeah. Fantastic movie if you, if the listeners have not seen it. Uh, Christopher Nolan. Very uh, good. Early days, early days. Yeah. So. Um, but yeah, so now, you know, at the end of this chapter, everything has been explained to Elena and she kind of gets why everything has gone down the way it has at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, she doesn't like it, no. but she understands. The thing uh, she doesn't like the most is that he just didn't tell her. And like, yeah. that that is the thing that really bugs her that, you know, there's this, still this side of him that he hides from her. Yeah. So. And, and that's especially when she was the one trying to get him to take the Malaysia job, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Like it's got to irk her in that too, because she's, she's trying to like give him something that it will scratch this itch, mm-hmm. you know? And then he lies to her and then he goes to do it thinking that she's not going to understand. Like, like yeah. she totally would have understood, you mm-hmm. know, like it is what kind of the, the impression, even if maybe she didn't like it or whatever, but right. So anyway, um, moving right along, we're getting real close to the end here. Yeah. Um, so chapter seven for better or for worse, uh, or excuse me, chapter 17 for better or worse. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, this one is a really important chapter. The, the next two really are are very uh our next three are all really important chapters Heck, for all the chapters are very important all of the chapters are super <laughs> but these these three in particular are very important for nathan and elena's relationship kind of starting to be mended mm-hmm. um and to where you know i i didn't even know if this was possible at this stage in the game it's so late in the game i'm thinking like this is this is like how are they going to make me believe that this is fixed Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) and so um you know you start in and the way they did it was in these little vignettes and i don't know if you've ever been in like a relationship argument fight thing you know but still there's a lot going on Mm -hmm. this was really true to that kind of situation because there's like these little moments where there's a, a, a just a minute of downtime and then someone mentions something and it brings up the next stage of this overarching discussion that they really need to have Mm -hmm. but it can't wait until later you know yeah yeah Um, so i thought that was really cool this is where you find out that he the reason he didn't tell her is because he was afraid of losing her Mm -hmm. it wasn't to protect her he he really comes clean you start to see that he's being honest with himself and her for the first time Mm -hmm. um and so yeah so but you know to touch back on on what mike was saying this is kind of I could see where people were, you know, what people were talking about with the long act three criticism of this mm-hmm. game. Yeah. Um, in, in this chapter. However, I thought this was absolutely necessary for the overall story that they were telling. You yeah. Know? No, I see. Here's the thing. The funny thing about uncharted four for me is um, I, the stuff I loved the most in it was all the relationship stuff between him and Elena. I don't, I don't know mm-hmm. why I think it's because maybe it's because 
she's been in every game, you know, yeah. and and Sully, I mean, Sully was cool, too, but he, they didn't have a whole lot of character development between each other. But with Nathan Drake and Elena, I loved watching their interactions. And so once we got to the part where Elena was with Nathan Drake all the time, I, I stopped being ready for the game to end. Like, I, okay, I, I loved cool. it at that point. So, yeah, because I, I got to this point, and I was like, man, if this is the part that people thought was too long, like, I don't understand, because I really, this part needed to be in, yeah, you know? Yeah, And so, and then right after the whole, that moment between them where he's honest with her for the first time uh, in a long time here, basically, there's this gorgeous moment of, of driving the Jeep past waterfalls, and there's this slow piano music uh, as they're headed toward New Devon. Do you guys remember this part? Yes, that that was the see that was what I was talking about earlier. Yeah, um, I was just yeah. That that's right. song is just beautiful and melancholy, and it, it it like perfectly encapsulates probably the emotions that both characters are feeling. Yeah, absolutely. Like there's this somberness to it, this sadness, but also a little bit of hopefulness. Like it was so perfect for that moment, and I I was just blown away by that moment of the game. It just not only graphically is it super gorgeous, but you know, the, um, yeah, the, the whole, just that whole moment is amazing, but yeah, let's move on. So, okay. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway. Um, so chapter 18, uh, you have, they finally made it to new Devon. Uh, you make your way through the ruins, uh, fighting, exploring, um, you know, with Elena, the way it should be, you know, way it should be. Like you're saying it, the way Uncharted should be. Dang yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, and and Nate remembers that Elena's pretty good at this, quote unquote, you know. And <laughs> and so true. this is kind of laying the groundwork for the ending of the game, which is super cool. But yeah, so they find the dead pirate captains up in Avery's mansion. That part was um, all at the table, right? Yeah, all at the yeah, table, very goonies so again. Cool. <laughs> very goonies, all the pirates are dead at the table. Um <laughs> having been poisoned by uh two and Avery. And, um, yeah. And Elena, there's this really cool, subtle moment where Elena sees Nate truly in his element. Um, and, um, you know, just like that he's, he's like alive and happy at that table of dead pirates. And like, she's missed seeing that on his face, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, so they find the clue that leads to the passage, uh, you know, where all the treasure had been transported. Uh Um, and it leaves us to, Lots of grotesqueries and piratey booby traps in chapter 19. Yeah. Um, and Avery's descent. Oh my gosh, those like skeletons hanging. Yeah, they kept exploding the... everywhere. Oh was my wild. gosh. Oh. And, but even before that, the, the the creepy stuff was like where there were like hands and stuff. And yeah. you know, the, these, the thieves' hands or whatever. It's like, oh my gosh, <laughs> this is getting real gruesome. He's really lost it. You yeah, know, you can yeah. see... You could see, like, he, he's gone mad. Mm-hmm. Gone mad. Now, was this Avery that had gone mad? Is that... Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so, yeah, yeah. yeah, basically, you could see, like, you know, these are probably the parts... You're probably finding the parts, and these booby traps are made with, like, prisoners they captured during the conflict, mm-hmm. uh, where, mm-hmm. you know, everyone was trying to bust in and, um, I'd love you know, to and, know. and take the treasure. Yeah, I'd love to know if explosives could stay viable for however hundreds of years they... Well, that's the thing is dynamite actually I believe does stay explosive and it stay it gets more and more unstable uh mm-hmm. like highly explosive and volatile the older it is. Right. So I mean there's that piece of it. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so um 
as you get through the end of the booby traps, there's this big cave, and it kind of reminds me of the running from the boulder on a Crash Bandicoot scene. Oh, You're yeah. running toward the camera, and all these things are exploding behind you. All, yeah. Um, well, I mean, that, you, what's funny about that that thing? I love that they picked that level for for um for. Crash Bandicoot, sorry, couldn't remember the name. Um, because that is like the Naughty Dog thing that has like been in almost every one of their games where you're like yeah. running toward the camera. Yeah, you know? yeah, totally. So, yeah, I love I love <laughs> all that stuff. <laughs> yeah, and then um, so basically at the end of the scene, there's a uh, a part where Elena fakes her death. <laughs> oh, and she's yeah. laying there in the mud, and uh, and you know basically Nate's all worried about her, and then she starts laughing, and it gets it gets pretty romantic right here. I'll, mm. I'll say. Mm. I mean, romantic. The the scene with with uh, Crash Bandicoot was also pretty romantic. I mean, she's yeah, like she's like it come was. here, and then they like fade to black. You know, hey, and you know exactly what probably happened. You know, when they, they played more Crash Bandicoot. Yeah, exactly. You know? So, <laughs> yes, <laughs> chapter twenty, no escape. Um, yeah, you fight your way through Shoreline to Sam, and eventually to Sully. Um, uh, by the way, at this and- point, I was like wondering how many soldiers does shoreline have <laughs> well you've basically gotten to the end of them at this point yeah, i mean but, you and find out how, also how many hundreds of them did like two guys kill <laughs> like, i know crazy <laughs> yeah and sam's like we've been holding our own against them you know <laughs> like we're up against an army <laughs> they fought an entire army with just two or three people yeah and john one. rambo john rambo style <laughs> Um, <laughs> but yeah, so you fight your way to Sam and eventually to Sully and Sam basically shows where Avery's ship is because he's uh, apparently as he was journeying with, um, with, uh, Rafe after the scene on the cliff, mm-hmm. um, then he, he've located Avery's map of the Island. So mm-hmm. you get to, you get a chance to look at that and you find out where his ship is parked. Um, and so th- this scene is really important too, because Nate, this is the, the another moment where he Sam's trying to draw him back in, mm-hmm. and Nate finally makes the right choice, like just to get out of there. Right? Yeah, um, yeah. And and you can see that you know he's finally he's matured. He's done some mm. growing and some maturing. Maturation. Yes. Maturation. <laughs> Every time you say <laughs> so, mature, I will say maturation. <laughs> That's how this podcast works. <laughs> so um but yeah so nate finally makes the right choice they and they're about to leave and they get separated from sam at that part where you got to swing across mm-hmm. um and basically sam true sam style he goes back after the treasure again yeah he, he's he won't he's leave it. incorrigible <laughs> that's sam <laughs> oh that's but, sam but here's this is another really important part because elena is the one that tells nate to go after sam mm-hmm. uh and basically, as they're trying to hold up that that cart to maybe all go after him, and it, and it becomes apparent that only one of them is going to be able to make it up there. Mm-hmm. This, however, is one of my only big story qualms with the game. Okay, um, the, he gets on top of the of the wall, and they're they're like, "Now, how are we going to get up there? There's no way; it can't be done. There's not enough time." And and I'm thinking throw that stinking rope down that you've been using this whole sting the whole game you know <laughs> throw the rope down and climb it up and climb up and go with you like what and he's like no there's no way it can't be done you know? <laughs> like, all right okay naughty dog that's oh. no, I, I i'll give him i'll give him a hard time about that one yeah that, i was like what what about the rope like, it's funny that never crossed my mind at all <laughs> <laughs> so anyway <laughs> so um but yeah so he goes after Sam in for chapter 21, Brother's Keeper. 
um, mm-hmm. again, c- kind of going back to the Catholicism mm-hmm. uh, uh, thing. So, but yeah, so basically you traverse the caves toward the ship. Um, you get treated to a little cutscene um, where Nadine is calling it quits mm-hmm. uh, with a few chests of gold that we touched on earlier. And Rafe is not pleased. Right? No, he's like, he's livid. He's, he's not pleased. Then, yeah. Yeah. And so he's, he's muscling her back into the game. Um, and so, yeah, you basically, that whole chapter is just compro- comprised of that scene as well as like getting through the caves and the Goonies water slide to the pirate ship. <laughs> yes, <laughs> of so, course. Yes. And, uh, so yeah, you get to the pirate ship in chapter 22, a thief's end, um, where, and this is, this is obviously very important. It's the end of the, the, the story proper. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have the scene where Nadine is, uh, betraying rafe mm-hmm. which you know follows of course they're in the treasure room they found it there but there's a fire has started because uh it looks like one of the shoreline folks set off a booby trap mm-hmm. and it blew up the side of the ship which is where nate climbs in um but yeah so you have this whole scene where um nadine b- betrays rafe and takes off and we never see her again mm-hmm. um and then there's a super epic sword fight. Oh my god. That was so much that fun. That was amazing. Yeah. That I love that. The best boss fight I have <laughs> so ever good. played, I think. I Oh, it's so good. Because boss fights always change mechanics, you know, like th- there's yeah. always new mechanics. And you know, sometimes boss fights can be a little too quick time event y. Yeah. Like and, if you look at Uncharted One, mm-hmm. it was that was the whole boss fight was a quick time event. Yeah. Um, uh, and this was like not just a quick time event. It was like yeah. it was almost um batman you know style fight combat yeah. almost yeah and, and it was I, really cool so you had i mean uncharted one was the quick time event uncharted two you're basically running in a circle and blowing mm-hmm. up uh bombs mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh uncharted three was a fist fight if you remember oh yeah uh, with the end bad guy as the place is collapsing mm-hmm. and this i thought it was really fitting that it was a sword fight yeah it, was, it had to be and how, how else could it have beautiful. ended like i went back it and really watched was just the fight and like I would be happy to watch an animated movie that looked that good. And, and you're, that's gameplay. Like it's, it, it's, it blows my mind how good that sequence looks in, yeah. in terms of entertainment and visuals and animation, oh, for sure. just everything coming together. And it's, it was just great. Yeah. <clears throat> and so, I mean, it's, it's one of those things when Naughty Dog only has to render one room, mm-hmm. that room is going to look unbelievable. <laughs> it's going to be the best room you've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. Like, and, and they do, they do clever things like throughout where, you know, you, if you're, if you're watching closely, you'll see like, oh, this, this is the part where they wanted to forget the, let, let memory clear out for the past area. So mm-hmm. that's why I jumped down 10 feet where I can't climb back up and go back. Mm-hmm. You know, I just climbed up or I just lifted a heavy thing. And now that door's closed behind me. Now, the next area can look really amazing and the area previous can be forgotten mm-hmm. out of memory, you know? Yeah. It's so amazing. They, they do a lot of these really, uh, they gate these little areas in a way that allows them to just push maximum performance. And so, yeah, like when it's just one room, Oh my gosh, it's, mm-hmm. it's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, pretty, pretty fantastic. And pretty fantastic. Yeah. So <laughs> anyway, so the sword fight, then, you know, after he beats him, uh, through being clever, like mm-hmm. Nate Drake is. Right. Um, he blows out the bottom of the ship to save Sam, which I'm glad that worked because sometimes water and buoyancy might not be enough to get <laughs> a huge thing off someone. So don't don't always blow out the floor. Kids, don't and, try and it. Flood. If you have a brother that's trapped, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> look first for a fire extinguisher. Yes. I understand pirate ship, it's a little harder. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so um, 
but yeah, so this is where we get treated to the the big ending. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're uh, they you know you swim out of there while the 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 ship is blowing up and the 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 cave is collapsing and the mm-hmm. whole thing. Um, and you, you're swimming out and basically uh, Elena and Sully pick you up and you, and you go flying away uh, in his plane. And so basically we get the scene on the docks after this where you know they're uh, she Nate buys and, it right yeah like uh, what's his, well no his boss. even before that there's oh. a scene with with Sully and Sam. And you get the feeling that Sam is maybe going to work with Sully on a job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, um, I think that is what ended up happening yeah, there. Yeah, and then and then this must be the scene where Sam slips the gold to Elena. Because like, oh. he gives her a hug, and you only see from the shoulders up. Mm-hmm. And so that, this must be where that happens. Because then, yeah, you, the following scene, you see him on the dock at JMI. And, and, and his boss is retiring. The boss is retiring. He's like, you're buying the company. And he's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, you find out that Elena's got a bunch of this pirate gold that uh, that uh, that Sam had snatched from mm-hmm. the uh, the ship before it sank. So pretty fantastic, I yeah, must say. Pretty good. And so, yeah, um, basically, they, they bought it up. They're going to continue adventuring with the proper permit. That's right. Of course. <laughs> of course. And I loved it because I thought... I was like, man, you know, if this is the ending, I, 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 that's I'm, I'm okay with this. This is pretty yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. But then, but then that leads us to the epilogue chapter and the best chapter. <laughs> it was so so cool. Such a such a fantastic way to wrap everything up with a bow. I thought, oh, um, perfect. You know, what did you guys think of this? How they did this with with uh, Nate and Elena's teenage daughter Cassie? It was years perfect. later, it was apt. One hundred percent. As like as a person who loves stories, this is how I want every story to end. And I know that would be really boring <laughs> if I always got what I wanted. But like, it was happy. It was uh, you got to see what happens in the future. You get to see that they that everything was. Ha- I don't know. I I, it, I was so happy for Nate and Elena and their daughter too. And like, I don't know. I, yeah, I, yeah. They you don't always they, get happy endings, and I was so happy that I got a happy ending. You know. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, what did you think, Mike? Because this is this is kind of one of those moments that, especially if you played the other games, this is such an amazing yeah this way is, to put a bow. This on is it. yeah. This is one of those like those fan moments. Like if you've experienced all that stuff from the game, like opening that closet at the end and getting okay. You know, if this is if this is the wrap up game, is this is like the last Night Dog Uncharted we get? This is the the vignette that kind of covers the whole experience. And I, I thought it was mm-hmm. very tastefully done and you probably couldn't, couldn't have done that in a better way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you, but just from walking around the house, you pick up little things and you find out the Sam and Sully kept working together for a long time. They both still come to visit regularly. Um, and then, yeah, the daughter Cassie finally discovers their secrets. Yeah. Um, you find out, you know, that Nate and Elena have gone on with this company that they bought to do all kinds of new adventures. And, and I just, I don't know that it just made me so happy in my heart mm-hmm. to see that it all wrapped up like this. Yeah. Um, I mean, these are characters we've been hanging out with for what, 10 years now? Yeah. Like it's just such a cool wrap up. Yeah. Um, and like, I found myself, you know, constantly thinking in my head, like, I don't know, this, this is kind of lame, but like, you know, it'd be so great to live on a beach and have a teenage daughter. Oh, and yeah. All, like, I was like, man, this is a great, I wouldn't mind this. This, this is way. a super sweet outcome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Looking through like their wedding book, you know, and everything like I, I there was a hint. There was a hint of jealousy in my heart, but 
<laughs> yeah. So really, I mean, I, I don't think they could have finished it any better than they did. It was such a, they did such great justice to the series, I think, uh, mm-hmm. with this ending. So, yeah. But, um, all right. Well, speaking of endings, Every, that's all, all the all time. All things must end. That's all the time we have. You that's guys. all the time for we have. Super best friends, video game sleepover, Uncharted Four spoiler cast. Thank you for listening. It was actually we'll technically back. more time than we had. It, it's not. It wasn't <laughs> it was, all the time we had. It was more time. It, it was, was actually a lot longer than we were expecting. <laughs> exactly. So thank you for listening. Uh, we'll be back very soon with more piratey doubloons on gaming. <laughs> Hit us up on Twitter or Facebook with your questions, topics, or musings if you want to be part of the show. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> See you guys. No one looks at someone's bottom and says, oh, look at that bun. (laughs) (laughs) This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.